When I record podcasts, I like to stay hydrated. Who knew talking could be so hard? My favorite drink to have to hand is Lifeline's Hydro OG. It's a tried and tested product for me. It helped me and my team complete a 24-hour podcast, giving us the edge that we needed to get over the finish line. So whether you're at the gym, on a bike ride, or just trying to get over that night before, Lifeline's Hydro OG has got your back. Each serving is stocked with all the healthy ingredients and vitamins you could ask for. There are a great range of flavors, and with each serving at only 18 calories, you really can't go wrong. Here at the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast, we like to support local, independent companies and brands, and Lifelines is a product that I am proud to endorse. Go to lifelines.com. Now that's L-Y-F-E-L-I-N-E-Z.com to find out more. Now, without further ado, here is today's episode. Hi guys, and welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Um, this interview you're about to hear was put together very impromptly. Um, it was put together the night before. Um, and in fact, you're going you're gonna to start this episode at Highly Flammable at Alex McCarthy's event, uh, Shropshire and Business. And um, it was a great event. Um, uh, Business-minded people, uh, owners of business um, turned up and talked to you know, talked about um, the businesses and learned an awful lot, and lots of uh, lots of workshopping things to do, lots of tasks to take part in. It was really good, and there were loads of questions and stuff that we had to talk amongst ourselves and, and learn a lot. And I included one of the questions, a chat with Alex, and a, a bit of my final thoughts after the event. So that's before <laughs> this podcast. Um, and uh, I got to say to you, if you're business minded. If you have a business idea, if you're struggling in business, if you're trying to get a business off the ground, I would highly recommend you taking a look at Shropshire in Business um, and getting to the next event at, um, on the 1st of March. Alex McCarthy is wonderful. She really is. She's a business and life coach, and she's very, very popular in Shropshire. So to get to spend a bit of time in the room with her, listening to her and learning from her is, is quite a privilege. So here is the audio that um, I got from Highly Flammable with Verity. Right, so we're, we're at Highly Flammable, me and Verity. Say hi. Hi. And we are at a, a meeting with Alex McCarthy from Shropshire and Business. And um, we've been asked questions and we've got to uh, write them down. I guess we've got to discuss them in a group. As you can hear, there are people here at Highly Flammable. And the question is, um, what comes to business... Uh, when it comes to business, how do you currently feel and why? And I put peed off. <laughs> That's the polite way of putting it. I just want to sit behind a mic. I'm a creator, not a business person. Most of it is alien to me. What did you put? Okay, so I put, I'm excited about opportunities and I'm open to opportunities. I also added that I'm quite unknowledgeable and unsure what to do uh, and where to help. Yeah, if you could, if you could have your own business, what would you, what would you like to have? Uh, um, um, in my head, I once did a crafts doll at the local uh, Christmas fair. I made jewellery. Really, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. It would be something creative. I also used to make and decorate cakes, but at the time, I just got a promotion to manage at a children's home, so I had to make the choice one or the other because the cakes was taken up all of my time so 
yeah I, I chose to stay as a manager or continue as a manager and, and bin the cakes off because I just didn't have the headspace or time for both but if I did a business it would be something creative See, I've not got a business mind I've got a creative mind I want to just make stuff and then somebody else sell it for me do you know what I mean I know exactly what you mean when I used to do I also used to do nails like I'm a qualified nail technician I feel like I've dipped my hand in lots of little things all creative and then gone oh that's fun but not knowing how to carry it so I started doing my friend's nails and I'd be like oh just give me a tenner a fiver and with cakes as well I'd never charge properly and my friends would be like tearing the hair out going Verity that's that's a that's a 50 pound cake you've just charged 15 quid I'm like yeah I know I didn't want to charge anymore so I'm not business minded no we had this this idea with uh, my mother-in-law because shout out to Gloria you're amazing and we had this idea of making Shrewsbury Biscuit biscuits Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast Shoes with biscuits. I'll get my baking cap back on. <laughs> and then selling them at events. And we were at Kids Fest in a few weeks, so we could sell them there and make a bit of money for the show. But again, not being business minded, I've never, like, we came up with this idea like pre COVID, so it goes to show you how enthusiastic I am about I'm better at cupcakes. So I can make you cupcakes. Shoes with biscuit cupcakes. <laughs> Shoes with biscuit cupcakes. <laughs> make it work I'll practice I'll practice biscuits okay <laughs> Shrewsbury biscuits got be Shrewsbury biscuit cupcakes I was chatting to some Americans um, I was I was listening to a radio show and in the chat we were talking about Shrewsbury biscuits and people didn't realise it was an actual thing and then there's also the other confusion in America is they make like weird savoury scones by the way I'm sorry to my, our American listeners because I know, I know you're out there they make like savoury scones and they call them biscuits have oh, you seen them? That's that's just language barriers. That that baffles me. Everything's a cookie to them. Cookie. So they make scones and call them biscuits. Yeah. That's confusing to me. So the event's finished now with Alex McCarthy. Um, I really enjoyed that. You've been, I think you've inspired a few people today. Thank you. I was actually a little bit nervous tonight I didn't get that not at all not at all no I mean I don't know why really but I think tonight's group's been epic and like Stephen said it's just open-mindedness collaboration um, and yeah being able to make each other feel inspired so yeah I've loved it I'm looking forward to the next one what's more intimidating to do uh, if we can talk about that in, in a positive light the intimate one-on-one stuff or the group stuff what do you find harder to do Hmm. I get something different from both. I think that the group stuff naturally, you get more nerves because you're in, you're standing up like you're commanding the room, you're being the leader. But then in that one-to-one dynamic, sometimes well, often it goes a lot deeper, and the conversations are more difficult, and the questions you have to ask are more difficult. So I don't know. I don't think I have a fate. I don't have a preference. I like both. Yeah. I was just talking about how. You know, I, I'm, I'm proud about how good I am at what I do. But you're the only person to ever crack me halfway through an interview. <laughs> I, I remember I just broke and I was just like, oh my gosh, you're so good at what you do. It's like natural to you. Does it feel natural to talk about this or do you have to go and practice or, you know, rehearse, rehearse, rehearse? I think it's something that I'm fascinated with and it's something that I'm like, I geek out on mindset and personal development at, like for fun. So it just is a bonus that I've created a business that I can get paid for that as well and help people with that same thing. But I just, I really love it. It's it's a thing that changed my life and I like to help other people change their lives with it as well. Um, it's just, it's, it's getting to know ourselves, isn't it? Our mind and being curious about the way that we think and why we think. Just, 
be curious. <laughs> I love how you've taken... Uh, it's almost like a, a business, I will say business chamber, but I mean that person, those kind of clerical sort of corporate meetings and, and create like a really relaxed version of that and, and highly flammable as a venue is, is kind, of, kind of good for that, right? 100%. The, the environment here allows for that informality. And like you said, I think people think business networking and I get the fear that I don't want to go in a room with loads of people in suits and have this exchange for exchange. I think the business needs to be, especially in local communities like Shrewsbury, is let's get, let's break the, the, the what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I think that it should be accessible for everybody at all levels and all ages. And this is what these networking meetings are allowing is it doesn't matter how long you've been in business. It doesn't matter if you're thinking about starting a business. Let's bring all of us together. There's not that separation of um, or hierarchy, which is good. I brought Verity with me today. Who, no, you're right. You're chatting away. Who didn't know anybody really in the room today. Um, and as an experience of somebody who's come in from the outside, how did you find it? I find it really exciting because a lot of what you were saying about business, so this is a business meeting, um, isn't particularly relevant to me in business sense but a lot of it I sort of connected with personally and I and I suppose a lot of when you go into business it is like you said it's all about your mindset and and how you adjust it or how you um deal with certain things that might be a roadblock to you and I found it I was like huh I think my life is a business <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean it's like yeah. Yeah. Your business is an extension of you. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it. That's, that's sort of what I felt. And I thought, I thought that was really interesting, really powerful. I've taken the notes on, like, your journaling. I've been thinking for a while I ought to start doing that because I feel it would just help organise my, my mind. And, yeah, so I, I found it really interesting. It was, it was wicked. Thank you. I'm so glad you've loved it. Um, and the journaling is the most powerful and affordable self-reflection tool if you can't afford a coach go and get a journal and start writing those things down because obviously the stuff that comes up you'll be surprised hopefully pleasantly yeah yeah thank you so much um thank you so much for for today and um make sure you guys uh, support alex mccarthy wherever you are where can people follow you Instagram, Alex McCarthy Coaching, Facebook, Alex McCarthy Coaching, or I've got a lovely new shiny website, which is alexmccarthycoaching.com. Brilliant. And uh, make sure you come to one of these events, uh, especially if you want to get up in front of people and share. Like, and this, is the, this is one of the things, I'm, I'm sorry, I know we've got to go, but like one of the things I brought up is, is a lot of things I worry about are, uh, is a lot of uh, what everybody else is worrying about. And this is what is great to voice and know that everybody else is having those same things. Well, we are stronger together and we're much stronger when we can be vulnerable together. And I think you'll look at someone who you might deem as super confident, but they're having 90% of the same mindset struggles and confidence struggles. And I just think if we can open up that conversation, it's exciting that how people might progress and move forwards with that. Wonderful. Thank you so much for tonight. And thanks for inviting us. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah, so I've just got driven home. I'm sat outside my apartment now. I was going to leave this bit of audio and uh, add on to it once I know which episode that's going to be in front of. But I feel like I want to get my my thoughts while they're sort of fresh in my mind just after that that great great um, meeting with Alex McCarthy. Uh, great evening. 
like really 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 took me by surprise these things i get nervous about i really do because you know it's one of those cliche things nobody likes standing up in front of a room and go hello my name's alex and i've got a podcast you know people get nervous about that and um i'm good at that stuff more than i realize so before <laughs> before i go to an event like this i get nervous i get i, I talk about my, my social anxiety way too much but before i come to an event like this i'm pacing and i'm getting nervous and um i have to say um one of the one of the things that really helped me today is something i learned from Stephen marshall another great event that i went to recently and that was finding your inner i can't say the word he says your inner grouch <laughs> that thing that holds you back um, taking a few minutes of uh, of composure, a bit of breathing, visualize your inner grouch, your inner thing that's holding you back, and internally give it a warrior cry, a good shout, you know, put it in its place, get up and go and do your thing. I actually did that today, and it really helped. It really, really helped. So thank you, Steve, for teaching me that. Thank you, Alex McCarthy, for this great event. And I would encourage anybody, if you've got a business or you're business-minded or you're thinking of starting a business, go to Alex McCarthy's Instagram page, give her a follow, and maybe come to one of these events. You know, Shropshire in business. Really is fantastic. Thank you, Verity, for coming as well. Through Verity very much in the deep end today. You know, a room full of people she didn't know, but she did amazing. She's great. So thank you, Verity, for joining me. Well, that was awesome. Uh, thank you so, so much uh, to Verity for coming with me. It was a great evening. And thank you to Alex McCarthy for putting on a great event. Right now, this episode is about the Writers Lab at Shrewsbury Library. Um, these are a group of writers or um, progressing writers um, and you know, writers of all stages, really. And I'm really excited by this. Uh, I know it's been going for a while now. Um, I have just found it. In fact... Um, I heard about the Writers Lab a while ago, but we've never I've never been able to go because it was on a Tuesday, which is when I work. But uh, it was a privilege and an honour uh, to speak to these guys. Um, thank you to Tracy Morgan uh, for putting it together um, in such a, a quick and, and fantastic manner. It really was great. In fact, I, I was I went for a walk around town yesterday, um, the day after we recorded this, and I, I bumped into to Laura from uh, Raven Bookstore which is upstairs in the market hall. And she was telling me about some of the, some of the amazing ideas that these folks have got. And uh, it sounds really exciting. So if you're, if you're, if you have a book in you or you, and you can't get onto page or you can't motivate, motivate yourself to, to do that, or you are looking for ideas or you want to speak to fellow writers, the writer's lab is just sounds a fantastic idea. It really does. Um, I got some time booked off soon. So um, I might, I might turn up at one because I, I like the idea of it. I'm not really a writer, but I like to speak to writers and other creative people, so I might turn up, and it might inspire me to finally start writing that book of mine. If you listen to the show, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, I'll leave you with this episode. I won't go on as much as I did last week. I <laughs> um, hope you enjoy it. And, um, yeah, um, here is the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast.
Hi guys and welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. I'm Alex Whiteley. No variety today. I organised this uh, while she's at work. I spoke to her last night about it. She's like, what? <laughs> but um, this is a very uh, impromptu interview that's been put together. Uh, I want to say a huge thank you uh, to Tracy Morgan for putting this together and to my guests today um, because we organised this like yesterday and last night. So uh, <laughs> it's uh, been very quickly put together, but it's something that I'm very, very passionate about. Uh, the Shrewsbury Biscuit is about promoting Shrewsbury and the amazing people inside it. And I love speaking to authors. Um, as an example, I'm reading um, Simon Bell's book at the moment, uh, Remembering the Holocaust and the impact on societies today. I know it's Holocaust, I know it's a dark subject, but this is a brilliant book in talking about how the rhetorics of yesterday are kind of bleeding into society today. So please give that a read, and I'll be speaking to Simon tomorrow. So finding local talents and talking about what they do is what I'm really passionate about. And today I'm joined by Joe Schumann and Rachel Lloyd, who have been taking part in Writer's Lab, but are also great authors in themselves. So uh, thank you for joining the show, guys. Thanks. Thank Good to be here. Yeah. Uh, we'll start off with you, Rachel. Um, let's talk about um, you. Where, 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 does, where does writing begin for you? When, when do you suddenly decide you want to become an author? I always made up stories. I think it was down to my dad because he used to read me and my sister, who's also in the writer's lab. He used to always make up stories. He didn't ever read from a book. So he'd always make something up and sit on the end of the bed and tell us a story at the end of the night. And I think it started from there. And that's why me and my sister both tend to do the same thing. And it, I just always made stories up. And I remember I used to go on to my friends about it. And my one friend must have got really annoyed with me once because one day I just woke up on Saturday morning and found this thing through the door and it had a picture of a cat. And it said, I made up this story about a cat and it kills a mouse. So I got the feeling that I've driven her to the point of insanity by making up stories. So I've always been interested. But then it just, um, I went to a summer school um, about Pride and Prejudice, it's my favourite book. And um, they asked if I wanted to do uh, the degree course there. And as a mature student, I did. And I studied English. And then instead of a dissertation, I did the writing project. Um, I did a, a pilot episode. And uh, it just and then the lab had always been there for well since it began and my sister and I came and it's just always been very encouraging and helped us along the way and, and nurtured everything between University Centre Shrewsbury and it's brilliant English course which unfortunately is no more and the writer's lab it's just given me the confidence because I don't think I brim with the confidence I'm sure Joe will give a knowing nod here but it's given me the confidence to pursue it and to do the thing I love and to really take it somewhere I think and hope to. So is this something that you've you've stepped into sort of later on in life, but the Writer's Lab has sort of helped you come along in that? Is that what I'm right saying that? Yes, because although I've always made up stories and, and I started to enter competitions and things, I hadn't been to a group until then. And I was so glad that it was a really friendly group and a really welcoming group. And that anybody could go of any, because I hadn't at that point, I don't think I'd started my degree either. I hadn't done anything apart from just made up stories. So it really helps with the confidence because it's such a comfortable and welcoming yeah. place and anybody of any ability and everybody just knits together really well as a group. That sounds really, really good, actually. Uh, and Joe, uh, I've just been looking online now. You're creator of autobiographies and you've been writing for years about music. This seems like something that you, this is your career. This is you, Joe Schumann, author, right? Am I right in saying that? I guess so, yeah. I mean, the, just to do a bit of history on the lab, I mean, yes, you're right. I, I, I've come from a background of being a journalist and um, I was a music journalist. I still am a music journalist, but I haven't, I'm not as active as I was. But, you know, I, I, I 
was the live reviews editor for the Fly. That was a national magazine that um, used to used to be it was brilliant. Actually, I really enjoyed it. I worked for Mix Mag. I worked for Record Collector, Metal Hammer, all sorts of people. And you know, when you're when you're just around that sort of scene. You tend to meet people, don't you? You know, I mean, you know this. I'll, you know, the, sounds the, like a the, dream. <laughs> yeah, it's great, brilliant. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. You know, I, I, I interviewed Lady Gaga. You know, Lionel Richie, Tommy wow. Jones. You know, brilliant. Um, but uh, it, when you're around the the magazines and where things are happening, you tend to get asked to do things. And I got asked to do a, a book about Trivium, um, a band called Trivium, uh, about 2006. That was. And then just from there, just kind of that, you know, it, it, it absolutely tanked in terms of sales, but the publishers were pleased with it. So, you know, since then I've done another, well, I've done 11 altogether um, on music and technology. And latterly, my, my, my recent books have been um, uh, Would You Rather, which, which was a kind of stocking filler thing. Um, and so parallel to that, um, I, I, I started working for Shropshire Libraries, um, in about 2016, I think is is right. And when I when I moved to Shrewsbury Library in yeah 2016, 2017, um, we one of the things that I, that Catherine, the manager there, uh, was keen on doing was setting up a writers group. And I thought, well, I'll, you know, that seems to work, you know, for me from my background. So me, I we we just started it, and um, I've got to give good credit to Stephen Palmer, who is another author you probably know Hello, from Steve, the yeah, um, he he was very heavily involved in the lab for a couple of years and has moved on to bigger and better better things and you know but uh, he was he was very um, instrumental in in shaping the early days and so over the last three years really it's it's developed as the group has developed and it's always been important to me as the sort of coordinator of it or as the library representative that. Um, it's um, all the big decisions, all the direction, all of the content is um, comes from the group. It, it's not a top-down thing where where oh, yeah, anybody goes, we're going to do this. You know, we're going to do a book now. It's more like, okay, what do we want to do collectively? And the lab is is there, as 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 Rachel says, to give people um, a, a welcoming supportive space in which to talk about writing um because i i always feel that um you know as as rachel's experience you know as as as, as, as uh, illustrated quite clearly it, it's easy to put your own writing ambitions on the back burner and then life gets in the way you know and so the lab is is designed to say hang on a minute for this hour every two weeks and that's all it is an hour every two weeks we are coming together to talk about writing because we are writers and we're not ashamed of it. <laughs> is this to, to share sort of excerpts of, of what you've written or is it to find a solution to that thing you can't get a grasp of? Is it a think tank where you guys, uh, you know, take ideas and try, like you said, try and create something as a collective? I mean, how does that work? Rachel? Um, we generally... Uh, we, we've done we've been done quite well because we've done a bit of everything haven't we we've had sessions where we've read out our work and there's, there's a lot of those obviously they frequently occur 
every couple of weeks somebody's reading something out and they get feedback and also we've had guest speakers come in um writers and people from uh, small book companies and we had uh, agents come in uh joanne's come in and uh various uh, we've, we've managed a, an eclectic mix of guests but we've also had plenty of time to do our own work and to get feedback and to talk about all sorts of things from we've had members of the group who've been writing a true story about the first world war so we've been talking about research and how he's been over to to research over to france and to, and uh, we've we talk about everything really anything to do with writing and give feedback and as i say mixed in with guests so it's the best of both worlds really it sounds great yeah, we, it really we, does. We, sorry Al, uh, we, 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 it, it's not that it's unstructured it's it is quite structured in the terms of you know we we, we make sure that everybody gets a chance to uh, participate it's not a free for all. I mean, if it, it it has to have, you know, a beginning and an end. Otherwise, there's otherwise it would just be chaos. I mean, we like chaos, but controlled chaos is is what we like even better. <laughs> I feel like you know when it comes to when it comes to writing, you know, I spoke to authors for years, and I feel like every I'm a writing saying, I guess every author sort of has a plan. But life experiences and the chaos, like you said, and those those kind of life experiences kind of bleed into that 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 formula, that the thing that you are creating. So sometimes you may segue into something you weren't supposed to segue, but it ends up becoming brilliant. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think we both agree. We all agree on that. It, yeah. okay, there comes a point. I mean, I am writing fiction as well, and I, you know, what I what I love about it is the way that the characters start to misbehave, don't they? You know, you'll write something and they'll they'll start to do things that you didn't expect. And that, that's kind of brilliant. Yeah. And I can get that. I get that because I, I've heard that the thing that everybody's got a book inside them. Everybody has got something they can sit and write. And I thought this and I had the, I have this great story in my head. And Ooh. I started I wrote my first chapter years ago. Right. Years ago. I wrote my first. I read the synopsis of what I, what it's meant to look like. Um, and then I wrote my first chapter, but being inside my head for that long was one of the most excruciating things I can ever like. Uh, I think I, I've, I've never, I, even today, I think about how I was trying to describe this 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 bar, this room, this lounge, and how the fire, the glow of the fire, was gently and menacingly licking the side of the guy's face, and I'm just like, oh, being inside that space for me was excruciating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think writing's for me. As a, even though I've got good ideas, like putting them on page is difficult for me. How do you draw that out of someone? <laughs> wow. You're the ringmaster. <laughs> well, I don't know is the answer that I was going to give. I think I think the, the the like I say, the way to do it is to you know if if, if we're thinking of, of this through the lens of the lab. The way to draw it out of somebody is to give them the agency to let it percolate for as long as it needs, and then it can come out in whatever way. And that's why we have the work work in progress sessions. Um, an idea might come out uh, as the first chapter of a novel, but then three months down the line, it might be a poem. You know, so that it's it, it's that's that's what the lab does. That's how we draw. A, how people draw it out of themselves, I should say, really, is is to say, you know, we 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 all have these ideas. Great, how is it? How is it working for you? And then somebody else might be struggling with something, um, 
in a similar way or in a different way, but I might have this ingenious um, method of 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 uh, what would you say facilitating you know their work or, or draw or drawing it out and you know um, yeah. which then inspires you know the first person to maybe try something different or try a different approach or something like that yeah. um, because there's no rules really you know I, I think there's no one way to write a book or a poem or a, a cartoon or anything like that. You know, the most important thing is is having the ideas, and if you've got the ideas, then the rest is actually just technique. Yeah, technique is really important, of course. Uh, motivation is another one as well. Rachel, have you found that the Writers Lab and being around um, fellow uh, writers that are aspiring to be, uh, you know, amazing at what they do, has that ins inspired you, motivated you? Definitely, because I think being a writer, it's it's strange. It feels a bit like a, well, it is having imaginary friends, isn't it? Lots of them, and you and you can feel a bit isolated and a bit, and it and it can sound a bit. Um, well, I'm lucky with my family. Actually, they're very supportive. But with some people, you know, you think, oh, it could sound a bit make believe, because well, of course it is make believe. <laughs> so it's a hard thing. So I think other people in the same situation being able to talk to them just automatically get it and understand and can support you and it, it doesn't seem like a silly thing it's a, it's a it, it, they get the magnitude of it to you and you can talk about it to them and it sounds very pretentious but it's true it, it's just it's just a place where you can just somebody gets exactly what you're talking about I suppose it's the same with anything with anybody with a passion in life if you meet someone with the same passion then they automatically get the 360 degrees of it and and understand you and you can talk about it it helps a lot uh, Last night I went to uh, an event at Highly Flammable. Uh, I, I listened to Alex McCarthy, who is a great business and life coach. And there were other people there. And we were talking about business and sort of like what you want to get out of it and stuff. And one of the things I got from it is, um, <laughs> I mean, I was openly talking about things I worry about with the biscuit and stuff. But there were things that I, wo I, I worry about and I felt dumb for worrying about them. But when other people voiced their worries and their concerns, I was kind of like, oh, maybe I'm not that bad. Like, And there were people talking about things that I had in common and things that I was stressed about and stuff. And I guess it works the same with a writer's life. You have a license to to be creative, to be, be silly, and to be vulnerable, right? Yeah. Important, that last word is very important, actually. Vulnerable, That's, yeah. that's the most difficult thing, isn't it, is, is, is uh, opening up your, your thoughts, your soul almost you know, in, in the presence of other people. Um, so I think that's very perceptive, actually, yeah. Vulnerability, yeah, yeah very important. Yeah. Definitely, I'd say spot on, yeah, that's exactly right, because it, it does, because I think it often goes hand in hand. I think people assume if you do something like that, you feel very confident, and and, and I don't particularly, in, in, but it's something I'm passionate about, but I'm not necessarily confident in it, so I think it helps immensely to have people around who understand and get it, and as you say, get the, the vulnerability of it and to discuss everything it's just somebody who just gets in to talk to them all is brilliant and they're supportive that's really nice to hear um joe what's what's been like the highlights for you who, who are the people that have come through uh, the writers labs that you are proud to talk about <laughs> uh look i mean everybody i can't i can't say that i mean it's it's everybody i'm going to use the j word here everybody is on their own journey um <laughs> and so some people have come to the lab and then gone on to do other stuff you know like we're talking before about um about andy um who 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 was researching his book about a first world war hero you know a completely obscure guy who knew, nobody else knew anything about and now he's actually published something and when he came to the group 
very early days, he didn't, uh, he just had this idea to do this, to research this thing that he was interested in. And he's gone from, you know, that, which is basically uh, an idea he had in his head, all the way through all the research, going abroad to the battlefields of Ypres and, and Belgium and everywhere, coming back, writing. I want to speak to this guy. He sounds, that sounds great. I, I, I love something like that. They put you in such. He's an absolutely brilliant bloke. Um, mm. So something like that is just really inspirational for me because it's kind of, you know, it, it's it's not that we made him do that. It's that he had that and found the support within the group to enable him to then go on and um, have the confidence in, in the project to see it through to um, publication. Sure. That, that yeah. I'm very, very, very proud about. You know, something like that is really impressive and, you know, kudos to him and someone steve brotherton is another person who's affiliated with the group i mean he's he's on about his fifth book now uh louise worthington has also been part of it of course stephen palmer um you know with his constant um success uh it's, it's really hard to say I'm, i i I, lo- I just love being there you know and and kind of setting things setting things up and then just sitting back and letting letting people letting sparks fly and letting people kind of talk and plan and scheme and you know collaborate and uh it's it's the energy of it the motivation and the momentum now we're at a stage where i think um you know things are really starting to fly and and, and it's down to the group it's always down to the group without those ideas without the talent and without the openness and you know humility in in, in a lot of cases you know, it, it, it wouldn't be what it is, the lab, and we wouldn't have done the things we've done. So um, it, to single out individuals, yes, you know, Tracy has been instrumental in some ways. Laura, you know, and in, in, uh, Laura Bottomley from, from Raven Books has, has, has been very instrumental recently. Jude, you know, is, is getting more and more involved. Uh, but it's because they value what that group is about and bring something to it, and the space is there for people to bring something to it. I only I have one rule of it, which is that you leave your ego at the door. Um, confident. <laughs> no walking. I am a writer. <laughs> we've had a couple. I can tell you, we've had a couple, but they don't last long because it just gets in the way of of of, of that beautiful um, communication that we have, and it, it, it's it's not fragile, but it's it's it's. Yeah, it's not. It's it's. It, we we resist quite heavily anybody who comes in with a big head and and tells us how to do stuff because we we've, we've all got our own individual uh, wants and needs and thoughts and dreams and ideas and and they are they're, they're the most valuable thing and and it's nurturing that we're we're about. It's not you know stomping about telling everybody how great we are because the work will do that for us. An ego is uh, is a dangerous thing. I think. I mean, I social. Okay, so I've. I wouldn't say I've got an ego, but I'm very proud of the Shrewsbury Biscuit and what it's doing and, and the great things it does, right? At the same time, I have social anxiety, right? So them two fitting into each other don't really go very well. Like the event last night, we had to do our introductions. Hi, I'm Alex Whiteley, and I'm the host of the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. And a few people went, ah, oh, and looked back. And I was kind of like, 
inside there's this guy going yeah and, and the other guy is going oh <laughs> no absolutely no i can I, I completely identify with that yeah oh it's so weird yeah, i think there's a lot uh, of that with writers as well i think a lot mm. of that it's uh it's an escape isn't it it's a it's your other self you get to say all the, the zingers and the one-liners that you wish you could in life <laughs> to make all the comments it's i think it's very therapeutic because what you were saying earlier on i i find obviously you get times where you get writer's block and you things you can't you can't think what to write at all but basically on the whole i find it very therapeutic which says a yeah. lot i'm sure <laughs> especially when you can write as an alias if you write as an alias you can you can put yeah. whatever you want in that book <laughs> definitely I, it's like a superhero the, <laughs> speaking of superheroes i was about to mention uh one of the best interviews i ever did on the shoes of biscuit uh, was i interviewed a uh, 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 frank quietly uh, he was a, an, an artist for, for DC, uh, huge, like he's like a monolithic. Um, and he, uh, he's from, he's from Scotland and his family, when it comes to back in the day, back in the day, uh, where he was a bit embarrassed to, to say he wanted to become an artist and he didn't want to tell his parents. So he, he created this alias and it's a play on, uh, quite frankly, Frank quietly, um, and he he went and did Judge Dredd and lots of uh, the 2000 AD stuff, and that's what he went on. And now that name has gone on to become synonymous with some of the biggest comic book works in the world. And speaking to him and finding out about that, how he could hide under that alias and become this this hero of of comic books is just brilliant. I love that the power of it all. Yeah, went on a rant. Yeah, as, as 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 you mentioned, the work the work speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, you, you know, as uh, Hunter Thompson used to sign off, which is the, you know, the thing speaks for itself. And yeah. uh, I think I think there's a lot of truth in that. Um, but I, I don't think also that uh, on the flip side of it, one of the things that we're learning right at the minute, um, and I guess we're going to talk about the book in a moment, um, is that we do need as writers to be aware of the fact that, especially now, you have to be visible. You have to sell things. You have to be out there. You have to be doing signings. You have to be on social media. You have to bring yourself to the uh, marketing of that of that of that piece of work of that product. Um, it's very rare that you get someone like Eleanor Ferrante, who nobody knows who she is, um, or Banksy, for example. Um, they're the exceptions. You know, uh, it, it, it's impossible. It's 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 great. There's a lot of great work out there it doesn't reach you because the people um, are not effective with getting out there and selling it. And, and you know, I, as much as I believe in the purity of art, of course I do. Um, if nobody knows your work is out there, then nobody's going to read it. And, you know, it, it, it's very important to think about these things, to think about how you're going to present yourself as a writer, as a person, um, as a person who writes, you know, are you, are you going to be someone who does loads of social media posts are you going to be a visual instagram person are you going to be someone who tours a lot are you going to be all of these things are you going to be on the radio or are you going to do these things sort of under sufferance but you're going to do them because they're important um and they're fun i think they're fun but you know it's 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 difficult it's, it's a balance and i think until you really are in that um scenario of having something that's great that you want to get out to the world it's really difficult to know how to do it um so yeah that's another another aspect of the lab that we try and uh, talk about is 
okay, where, where now? You know, we've got this thing. What do we do with it? Um, yeah, I find that it's like another person, is it? Because like, I find I'm not naturally very good good at sort of pushing myself. So it becomes like another me. Like I, I started a blog last summer and then I have a, it's like it's the other me that goes right you've got to tweet this out to people you think might be interested and then when you send something off I'm always astounded that I can stand feedback because I think in reality in life I'd be like oh but it's like it's another me that get, get, comes there and gets feedback it's very strange but it's like somebody I, pushing me I, I did that last week and it was with uh, the episode I released I, I did an episode with support uh, Shropshire supporting refugees uh, and it was really good. And I said, I said to my wife, I was really nervous about it because, like, you know, when you when you when you talk about a subject that's polarizing as that, I was kind of like, oh my god, I really don't want to release this, but I do at the same time because I'm passionate about it. And I I get I gave it to my wife. Uh, she doesn't listen to all my podcasts. She does sometimes, especially if it's someone she likes. And I was like, listen to this and tell me truthfully what you think about it. And I, I sent it to a couple of other people as well. And the general consensus I got was. Um, the intro, because we do like a little bit, me and Verity, my co-host, we'll do like a little bit in between. So like, hi, welcome to today's episode. What have you been up to, Verity? It was too long, apparently, which I, I, I got. I get that. I can't, I was kind of releasing it. I was kind of like, oh, I know this. I can kind of claim that one already. Um, and a couple of little bit of critiques. But if, if I'd have heard that a couple of years ago, I'd been like, oh! But I feel like as you, as you go on, you sort of appreciate that kind of feedback, right? I think it's true. Yeah. Definitely, because I, I was yeah. lucky. I went to, which is another thing I'd advise anybody who wants to write, I went to a BBC Writers' Room thing at a, at a comedy oh. festival a few years ago, and I got speaking to somebody there, and he said, oh, well, I'm always willing to give feedback, and he has ever since given feedback, and it's really helpful, and it, it, it just makes such a difference. It's things you don't realise about yourself, and I can see... The, the flaws, the the, thing, the places where I go wrong and the places where you go right. So it's it's just very helpful. I agree with you. And I, I think you do really well, actually, because when I, this is another place where the lab helped me. When I was doing my degree, we had to do a, for our careers and literature module, we had to do a an interview. And um, I decided to do, as if you're pitching to a radio station, I was pitching to Radio Shropshire and I had to do, um, I was doing like different hobbies and around the town and I had to find an organisation prepared to speak to me. And guess who spoke to me? Joe and members of the lab allowed me to interview them. So they're responsible for me getting my degree because <laughs> they gave me a big help with that. <laughs> uni, which were brilliant. I, I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm going to claim the credit, but you are, it was all you, you know, it was all you really. You were a good interviewee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it was useful. It's interesting, Very. isn't it? Because like the interview sort of process with with anything. I mean, uh, Joe, you, you'd be you'd be a great, you were very well experienced in that. Uh, speaking to the, yeah. the stars that you have, the interview process is so much different to the conversation that you have. Like I always talk. Uh, I mean, when we had like Charlie Adlard come around my house, or when we have people yeah. in the studio back in the day, the conversation you have before you sit down and talk is usually the best bit. I feel like we should have a a, a mic set up like candidly to get all that you know uh sneakily because i feel like that's the best bit because i feel like when you when you're in front of a microphone or you're talking to the biscuit guy on the biscuit or whatever you feel like i don't know is this always that sort of oh 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 i think that's the correct noise oh you don't really want to be vulnerable in front of a microphone but i think we should i do it's, it's difficult isn't it because you obviously you have to get the best quality of uh audio and video that you, that you want and you know, we all know that it, when you sit down to do an interview, you're doing an interview. But I think something like a podcast, or, or you know, what you do is 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 a better way to do it, really, because you get time to 
sort of stretch out and you know have a conversation more of a conversation than you know often when you do an interview with you know, well in my experience when you do an interview with 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 whoever you know pop star whoever you will get 15 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever and you know what you need to get they know they need to be on and give you some stuff to write about because it's part of their job um and so there's 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 always bullet points you need to hit and i'm not saying that's not the same in a, in a podcast but it, it's it's much more sort of friendly for everybody and much nicer yeah experience because i i'm you know i'm really enjoying this you know and, and again like the lab it's it's talking about something that we're passionate about which is which is writing and reading and you know broadcasting actually as it happens are very passionate about too so um yeah it's 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 it is an artificial situation but you know you make the best of it don't you i feel like um you know because i've been involved with radio as well and it looks like i might be very soon um oh, but awesome. i've always had i've always had this discussion about or you know, because back in the back in back in day, right? They were talking about oh, podcasts going to take over radio, and I'm like, hold on a second, right? They're two completely different things. Like you, you talk about the, the the long structured interviews where people can be a bit more vulnerable. I love throwing on a podcast that's a good hour and a half, two hours long, and listen to just that, that just relaxed conversation. I'm, I find that really really nice. You can't do that on the radio, so they they run parallel with each other. You're right. Um, so. I, I noticed the difference with that when I was doing my blog. The first person was kind enough to do a, a Zoom interview, and I ended up with so much more than I needed. And I thought, oh, this is such a shame to have to cut you at the end thing because we were so relaxed and it became like a conversation. And as you say, it became became more natural. And then the next person could only do a written one, and and it, there's such a difference, as you say. Yeah. It's just, it's the conversation between the conversations and between the lines, and it just flows naturally, and you get more from people. I think then. Well, I wouldn't Last know you two. <laughs> Last weekend, I did um, a podcast um, with some guys in Georgia, in America. And then I, the day after, we sat and we had a couple of beers. And it was kind of a sweary, kind of bullshit kind of um, guys thing. Uh, whereas the next day, I did an, a very short, it was like a 15-minute interview for a, a radio station in New York. Um, and that was kind of like... <clears throat> Uh, uh, it was it was good. The guy was really good. And he was talking about the difference is just so, it's just so much better. Um. And when we transfer that onto a page, onto a book, so that the, you have the shorthanded poetry or the, the 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 short novel or the long book um, that you, you can really sort of spend your time sort of imagining and, and stepping into, um, what's more difficult, making the impact or building the story? I'll, I'll throw that to Joe. <laughs> 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 if I could tell you the answer to that, I would be a, a multi-millionaire. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean it, it depends. You know, like I say, the idea is the thing. Um, and I suppose the answer that I could give is that this is one of the things that comes up in the lab time and again. It's kind of, um, is this impactful, this thing that I've written in this form? Um, is this poem impactful in the form that it's in does it is it read better on the page or is it something that is much better performed um or, or more suited to be performed yeah. um uh it's 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 so context dependent it's so subjective um but it it depends on what the idea is and what you see what what when you when we individually read things for feedback um you often get a sense of well, you do get a sense of how people react to it, and there's your answer as to whether um, it's working or not. 
We also do things sometimes where we, we, we do a reader swap where uh, other people read out your work to you, right? And then you get a really good sense of how it how the ideas are coming th- sort of filtered through their brain and their um, rhythm of the way that they uh, I perform it, I guess. And then from that, you can you can wonder whether well, hmm, I know what this is about, but do I? Does it come through when somebody else says it back to me? Um, so there's there's a lot of there's myriad ways of trying to sort of square that circle that you the the, the eternal question that you just posed actually. We do our yeah. best. <laughs> Some of the, I mean, we we've, we've talked about Rick and Morty before we we, we came onto the show. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a lot going on there that I'm very disappointed in. I'm kind of grieving. I'm going for a grieving process with that because there's lots of bad stuff going on with Rick and Morty. But but I will always say the writing staff on Rick and Morty is some of the finest writing you'll ever see on TV. The short form stories that they write you won't find anything anywhere else as, as good as that. It, they are great. And they're the people I'm supporting at the moment with Rick and Morty because yeah, they're brilliant. Sure. Um, there's a, an episode called Morty's Mind Blowers where they do like four or five stories in one episode, one 25-minute episode. And yeah. each one of those stories is so compelling and so brilliant that it's kind of like, how how can you find the ability to be that impactful in such a short space? It's just unbelievable. Um, and I guess practice practice probably the best best thing for you and having that creative mind too um rachel when it comes to the writers labs and the, the help that you get from from the people that are part of that um how many how many mistakes have you righted how many how many sort of things have you learned and how how has it helped you on your trajectory to becoming a better writer writer so many different ways really it depends what it is that you read and what uh, what feedback I, I found with sometimes it can even be that it's um, because, as I say, sometimes you lack confidence as a writer, and it, sometimes it can even be that that's. Okay. I mean, we're always good at giving critique in a positive way, but sometimes it can even just be a positive thing. I remember the first time I read something out um, back when it was Joanne Stephen, and uh, it was, and I got positive feedback from my line, and even even that, even when it's not. Um, a critique that that's sometimes just something you need because you lack confidence in yourself so it could be changing something but it, it can even be uh, that something doesn't need changing which obviously doesn't happen very often often things need changing but it can be so many things it can be something positive or it can be something that needs changing or different points of view and I often find the the thing that I think is that I've made clear in a plot I haven't that's my biggest feedback I always get from things is that I think I'm being clear but I need to be even more clear I need to spell things out even more that's the thing I do a lot. That's my biggest flaw, I think. Yeah, I think sometimes it pays to be a bit more direct with things. Like me talking about the, the fire licking the guy's face. And, uh, uh. <laughs> um, that, oh, so the, I, yeah, I think it sounds intriguing. Yeah, I go with it, yeah. A very violent... I'll talk to you about it after we've hit record. Cause, um, come, come to the lab. Come and be, everybody is welcome. Come. I think That's I've got my synopsis. Out. I think it's still in my sock drawer. Um, this drawer... <laughs> We've moved room. house three times and it's still gone. <laughs> All the best stuff's in a sock drawer shoved under a bed until you come back yeah, to yeah. it and look at it again. <laughs> the thing is, I'm so frustrated because it is a brilliant story that hasn't been told that I think with, with characters I think were wonderful. But I just can't I can't get into that space. I tried and it was just so it was so so damn Yeah. You so. need to come to the lab, definitely. That's what it is. The thing is, the difference is actually thinking about it, is when I was writing that. I hadn't learned to meditate and I hadn't learned how to be inside that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about the labs very quickly, and then we'll move on to the book. The labs themselves are set at Shrewsbury Library, right? Uh, let's talk about the, the the format of the of the labs themselves. Is it's a group thing that people can turn up to? Is there a fee? Can anybody join? How does that work, Joe? It's 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 free. It always will be free. I don't believe that people um, should be paying to talk about their own ideas. Fundamentally, I I, I think you know it's it, a library is a very very important thing now it's one of the last bastions of a public um community uh building community service where people can come and just be themselves and not have to buy anything so no payment not ever and there never will be um uh, and, and we have some pretty high level guests coming in so it's it's you know it's it's you get a lot for your money and free is a good price right um yeah, but of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, whether you've released, you know, twenty or thirty books like Stephen has, or nothing, or never, or the only writing you've ever done is a shopping list, you are welcome. Come, come down. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what your ideas are, and we want, you know, you, we want to see you kind of bouncing off those things. And maybe, maybe nothing happens with that idea that you have, but maybe you find a community of people that is you know, your tribe, you know, or your, your, your sort of supporters and um, cheerleaders or just somewhere that is nice to be to talk about writing and books. You don't really even have to write anything. Not really. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it happens that everybody who comes to the lab does want to write something. There's no age limits. You know, the, the youngest we've had in the group is about 15, 16. The oldest, probably in their 70s, I would say. Um, there's no time limit on ideas. So, Okay, the nitty gritty of it is every other Thursday at five. It's not even Thursday, is it? Every other Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> I get used so easily. Every other Tuesday at five thirty p.m. Um, on site in Shrewsbury Library, uh, there is a group of writers meeting to talk about triumphs, disasters, um, challenges. You know, work um, and everything in between around a writing sort of um, kernel. Um, I coordinate it uh, from the library's point of view. Um, so, yeah, just email the email Shrewsbury Library and and come down. And, and honestly, it's it's quite informal that we don't we de never we never really do any writing in the sessions. That's the thing. Um, it's too valuable a time to to connect to not waste it to, but to spend it on writing exercises. You can do those at home. There's, there's a, countless, you know, books of prompts and ideas and, 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 and self-help books and things like that. So in the sessions, we get together, we meet, um, somebody will lead it and ask everybody just what they're up to. And if somebody's got some stuff to share, they will share it. And, you know, it, it, it kind of runs that way. If we've got a guest, obviously, myself or one or somebody else will interview that guest and then we'll have a Q&A. Um, we've done a few live events and the, the lab also has, since lockdown, um, obviously, we, we had to find a way of doing the lab. So we did it on Zoom for a bit. And so now, technology permitting, I always try and provide a remote link because uh, often people are still shielding or, or simply unable to physically get to the library. It's much better when everybody's in the same room, of course. But you know, it's the, we live in twenty twenty three. You know, it's it's a, it's obvious that you need 
that sort of hybrid event, and it's worked really well, actually. Nice. No, I'm glad that you're doing it. Yeah. Very there's no reason anybody couldn't get, come who wants to which is the really important part of it i want to come and i'm not even a writer i just want to sit and listen to people talk i think that sounds really really nice oh, you are yeah. a writer now that you've said i mean you obviously are you need to i mean I, I struggle with um so like every single episode i release has a write-up on the on, yeah. so like when you, you know i struggle with that like i have like i some days i'm better than others and if the if the subject's a bit easier to talk about, I can write like today. Al was at Shrewsbury Library at the Writers Lab. He met so many great. I, I can do that, you know. And um, but it's, sometimes I struggle with that imposter syndrome and kind of like, are people going to think I'm dumb if I release this? Like, there are so many things going on there. I, I do, like I said, I'm getting better at kind of accepting that. Stephen Marshall, Alex McCarthy, these are people that are helping me at the moment, sort of accept me for me and all that. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> but sometimes no, but that's important. don't 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 disregard that too much because that is that's really important you know it, it's you know look look inside yourself you know but i mean yeah. you know we all we all have those those thoughts i think you know we all do and um don't don't be too diffident about what you do because what you do is really good you know yeah definitely oh. i think that's part of it that proves you are a writer because i think everyone has that i i definitely do i think yeah. you often have imposter syndrome and you think you know, oh i'm just i'm just i'm playing with my imaginary friends i'm not doing this that and the other and i think everybody feels like that and i notice particularly at the moment everybody seems to feel like that and that's why it's good to have a group to discuss it with and to have the positive feedback and to realize everybody else is the same because i think particularly in the current climate i think everybody feels like that in every aspect of life and it intensifies i think in whatever you're doing and intensifies with already insecure writers most writers i think are insecure deep down uh, one of the best uh, one of the best teachers i ever had in school was uh, i was taught by the great and powerful david trumper who is uh, a great author about shrewsbury books um I'd, I'd love to get him on the show uh he's a very private person i've been able to get in touch with him but i remember he was he was very good at, at helping me in my my writing journey as as a child. I was a year five, year six in school, and I remember we had this riveting conversation about can a comma come after and, and we, we would just have this amazing conversation because like it would flow better if you could say and such and such, you know, um, and he helped me so so much. And there's always those people that you when you when you think about writing and when you think about your journey as a writer. Sorry, I'm having issues with my tech right now. Of course I am. <laughs> you can still hear me, right? <laughs> yes. Um, Rachel, who who was one of your biggest influences when it comes to writing um, and becoming uh, an artist of words? Oh, sorry. I was nodding because I always have trouble with tech and it's usually me. That's where my head was going. I was going, no, that's normally my problem. Oh, well, I have. Um, it's strange because the way I write, um, you wouldn't automatically see the connection, but I think that the connection is in human nature and how the people relate to one another. Because um, Jane Austen, from a very young age, um, that's the type of thing I write about in my blog, but it's not normally the kind of writing I write. But I think it, you would look at things, because I tend to write scripts and comedy, although in the book I've written a poem, which is unusual because I don't usually write poetry. But I think it's the influence is there because she observes society and society doesn't change and people and there's a lot about class and as my um english university lecturer used to know i always used to come back to class um and you'd know it if you looked at my poem uh, it's very uh, much that type of thing but i think she had such a way of observing people and she could tell a story and make a point about women in society and 
entailing and but do it in such an entertaining way that no one knows what she's doing and that's the thing I've taken from her I always aim with my writing I want to be able to get a point across but in a way that's so entertaining that no one knows I'm doing it <laughs> that's my aim I don't know if I achieve it but that's what I always want to do <laughs> that sounds great no, I, 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 I totally get that I totally get that you know when when there's somebody that that has such a a, a positive aura about them in, in in a really good way. My, one of my favorite broadcasters, is Chris Moyles. Like I love him. I think he's fantastic because he's just Chris Moyles. Always has been. Hasn't been any different. And that's who. That's not who I aspire to be. I aspire to be Alex Whiteley, but with a hint of whatever he had. What about you, Joe? Uh, growing up as a writer or as a journalist, is there someone that sort of inspired you coming up? Yeah, I, 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 I kind of, I went through phases. I was initially, I was really, really um, into you know the beats. So Kerouac and, and Ginsburg and people like that. And, uh, you know, I, I've reread that quite recently and have an entirely different viewpoint on it because, you know, when you're 18 and you're, or 16, 17, 18 and you think, wow, you know, on the road, imagine that, going just going around America and not caring um, and all of these magical things. And then I read it, when I, it, it, you know, about five or six years ago and I thought, what are these kids doing? They're just creating, they're just leaving this trail of chaos with no responsibility for what they're doing to people, you know, which is also true. Um, but then, you know, I, I guess I've gone through my big, my, my favourite authors, uh, you know, Douglas Adams and uh, Kurt Vonnegut, probably, um, Joseph Heller. Um, and, you know, the, the, one of my actual real heroes of writing is, is a cartoonist called Davy Jones who writes for Viz and he does all this, this incredibly beautifully observed surreal satire. Um, he does things um, like, you know, Depeche Mode's Adventures at the Bottom of the Sea and stuff like that and these really weird things and, and I, I, it's just one of the most incredibly well-constructed, brilliantly written um because you know obviously within one page to say so much about society really and also make you laugh hysterically um and he's a fantastic cartoonist anyway but he, he's he's one of my favorite writers of all time and i think he deserves to be up there you know with vic and bob and all, all people like that you know yeah i think Stuart Lee's a great writer i'm i'm, I'm a lot more into i'm having sorry i'm i will finish this point no um, i love this i love this this is great keep going <laughs> You know, uh, my my sort of my uh, obsession with music is starting to morph into an obsession with comedy now and stand up. Um, no, I don't think I'd ever do it. I mean, I wouldn't ever do it. But the craft of that and the writing and the callbacks and the layered nature of that—it's it's an incredibly, incredibly uh, technically demanding discipline. And then to deliver all of that whilst uh, appearing like you know, like, for example, like Eddie Izzard, like he's coming off the top of his head or her head, I should say. Um, it's, it's, it's a phenomenal thing. It's, it's a, it's a writing discipline that I, I really admire, admire deeply. Um, I completely agree. It's good at that too, you know. I completely agree because I've been to many comedy festivals and it's, as you say, and I try to write comedy, it's predominantly 
although you wouldn't know it from this book, this isn't, but usually it's predominantly comedy I write, but I think you can make a lot of points and similarity, although you wouldn't put Kurt Vonnegut necessarily with Jane Austen, there's an observation of society and wit that is, I think there is similarities, a, a satirical look at society and a way of changing things. And I think that's the same with comedy. And although, as I say, the things I write are very different to Jane Austen, it's got the common thing of, I think with comedy, you can entertain people and then they're drawn into the characters and they love them and they laugh if you're doing it right, hopefully. And then you can make your point and you can say something about society, I think. And I, I think comedy's, I'm like you, I'm completely yeah. obsessed with comedy. I think it's so I clever. It, I think it helps when you understand the person. I mean, like, I'm a big fan of Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer, and two of the biggest stand-ups in the world, but they're kind of like, they're like they're, they're, they're the people that'll, that'll say a joke and you go, oh, afterwards, you know, and I listen to their podcast an awful lot. Every week I'm there, bam. And Tom Segura makes all these jokes about how rich he is and all oh, the paupers and all stuff, but that's because he really appreciates where he is in life and he can make those jokes. And like, if you listen to that, not knowing who Tom Segura is and what he's like, you'd be like, oh, that's a really nasty thing to say. But when you realize how much he appreciates the position he's in and how he loves what he's done and how proud he is, you're kind of like, oh, okay, he gets away with it, you know? I yeah. met, um... oh, sorry, Joe. No, it's okay, Rachel. I was just going to say, I met Rosie Jones and uh, Heidi Regan at the, the Aberystwyth Comedy Festival. And she was, and she's a prime example of that, the, the, the things that she's able to say, because I've got to help on myself, and the things that she's able to say and talk about. And uh, she, funnily enough, you were talking about comedy and writing. Her, her and Heidi Regan, particularly Heidi Regan, the comedian, said they didn't want to be a comedian, but they had writing and they couldn't get it out there any other way. And they kept saying to me, you're going to have to become a stand-up. But I don't think I am. <laughs> I think what we're talking about is universal truths you know if you don't have things that people can identify with then whatever discipline it is your project is sunk Even universal that, truth they're back to Jane Austen again yeah, no, no, you're right and that's, you're absolutely right to say that Austen and Vonnegut and you know Davy Jones or whoever or Stuart Lee or they, they share they share that they, 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 they're talking about life you know Armando Yanucci what a right here he is oh Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. He's practically get, like a documentary writer now, though. You can't satirize it nowadays, can you? He did a suite of poems um, about the lockdown. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but that's that's come out quite recently. That's actually um, all right. It's got the sort of biting satire and, and comedy in it, but actually it's quite beautiful, some of it as well. And they invented the term omnishambles, which is so appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when satire is so real. You don't realise it's satire. There's so much about that in Facebook. When I, and I don't think with, with social media, I don't think it works the way it should do because people are like, oh my God, why is he doing that? And then the comments are getting really riled up and you're like, no, 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 it's it's a bit. They're doing a bit. <laughs> you need to calm down, relax, please. I remember um, the bit that they had, um, the, the, I was a man again, where they had the bit where the clock broke in the countdown to the 2012 Olympics and then it did. And it was just, <laughs> this is just writing itself. It really is life imitating art. <laughs> Charlie Brooker again, you know, with Black Mirror, and we don't need to go too much into that. But involves pigs and prime ministers, doesn't it? <laughs> go much. Black oh, Mirror, you know me, Joe. I'm never political. Just make sure the kids are out the room when you're watching Black Mirror. Seriously, it's amazing. <laughs> Talk about writing. Talk about writing. Honestly, yeah, Charlie Brooker. I don't like him as a person, though. Is that weird to say? I've just been told Diane Morgan just coming off the back of that. Um, she's she's a wonderful writer, you know, brilliant observational sort of satirist and um Kathy Burke, what a what a writer she you know, I mean there's there's so much talent in the UK. It's 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 kind of 
crazy. Nig- and, and he's not from the UK, but Nigel Ung is, and his, his character, characters that he plays. And, you know, he's quite an edgy comedian or his comic persona is the same with Elliot Steele, you know, Mark Steele's lad who um, is very sort of edgelordy on, on, the, on, the, on, 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 the, on the surface, but actually very thoughtful, you know, Michael Odawali and all these people coming through. There's so much out there to be inspired by it. And to just, you know, laugh at on the bus on the way to work. You were saying about not liking Charlie Rooker. I think that sometimes is the case, though, isn't it? Because, like, with Jane Austen, they I don't think I'd have actually... I probably wouldn't have liked her if I'd have met her. Although I might have done. I think yeah. it's just the case of, of her speaking, because sometimes she was so biting. I think I'd have liked her, but I'd have been slightly fearful of what she might have said when I left the room. I think yeah. I think it's often the case, isn't it? You, you, with, you can spill out your inner self with writing that might not... I mean, I think the person that I write yeah. and the person I am, probably quite different. <laughs> Yeah, no, I like I, I mean, I've got a lot of time for Charlie Brooker. I think he's a genuinely a good bloke. Uh, I every word what I said, I find him dry and I find him difficult. I, mean, I don't. It's not that I don't like him. He used to do a show, didn't he, on TV, and he was kind of mm. like really dry in the way he would deliver things. And for me, I don't always find that funny. I, sometimes I struggle with that. That's my own perception. But as a writer, I oh. think the guy is up among the god, the gods. Like uh, yeah. Black Mirror is just phenomenal. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about the book, guys, because uh, the, oh, the Writers yeah. Lab has created a book that you can buy, folks. Uh, Where got... Where's the camera? There we go. Oh, look at the lighting. I've got terrible lighting. There we are. There, there we, are. we oh. are. I've got a picture here as well, which we, we, you guys oh, sent. The, the new book, Where We Are, a collection of original prose, poetry, and magical new writing from the Talent in Lab, which is available at Raven Bookshop up in the, the, the best market in the uk which has just been voted yeah, the best uk yeah. market um raven studios and it's only a tenner guys um and this is a, a collection of of you guys from the writers lab right yeah exactly yeah and we're talking about how it collectively came across now i think correct me if i'm wrong but i think rachel came up with the concept when we were talking yeah. about it weren't we <laughs> Yes, I did. Because we were all talking, weren't we? And we, there were discussions as to whether it would be local, uh, about local issues or, or national issues. And I thought that where we are incorporated both, it could be a geographical sense or as a society, it incorporated everything. So it was a wide, which was fitted it's symbolic really of the group. It was Office a wide a bit, spectrum bit, of things. Yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah and so we, it, the genesis of it was, um, I think we start talking about it in about September, October last year. Um, which is not that long ago, really. I mean, it seems like a long journey we've been on. But um, uh, I thought that the lab collectively was ready to do to tackle a big project, basically. And I think the lab all all were of that opinion already. But it just the the only thing I did was sort of, was kind of like light the touch paper sort of thing and and let it let let everybody's energies come together into a project um, oh, joe underestimates himself he's a total ringleader <laughs> in a good way in a democratic way but he's, he does so much and try so hard like in between all the sessions joe will send you opportunities that are coming around and he's always very accommodated to make sure everybody's included and very inclusive well thank That's you nice. yeah i try i do try um nice. and the good thing about you know sending emails around when you're at work is because it looks like you're really busy when all you're doing is you're just browsing twitter to find these things but don't tell my boss anyway <laughs> um so we had this idea um and i knew so one of the things i i used to do when i was a, a kid when i was in you know do, doing bands a bit more actively and things like that 
Um, I used to do fanzines and stuff. So I'd, I'd, I'd pull these things together and, um, you know, sometimes it'd have lots of different writers in. And so I'd get these things and just you literally cut and paste them um, uh, from, from typewritten stuff and then sort of sneak into either somewhere I was working or somewhere, you know, one of my friends was working to get them photocopied and then, you know, you sell them at gigs, basically. This is kind of no different, really. Um, but the production values are very high. Uh, one, of the, one of the very important things was, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it so it stands. You can put it alongside any of these 40,000 books that we've got in Shrewsbury Library, and it will look as good as we can make it, uh, you know, and stand alongside that. And you, and you won't go, oh, this is a little local thing that local people have done, and it's hard, and it's cute. This it's is like, a nice pamphlet, yeah. This is an important yeah. piece of work that has high production values, right? So then in... Once we decided on the concept, I then set the deadlines because obviously you need to work backwards from publication to, to see when you need to get the copy, when you need the cover design, when you need all of these things to send them off to the printers. Um, and so within the group, we had Linda designed it. And it looks fabulous. The pages look great. There's loads of lovely white space on it. It looks lovely. There's great fonts she's used. Um, Sally Warner, another another author who you may have come across as has done the cover art. Um, Rosie Horner did the logo for us on the back. Laura was very heavily involved with 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 logistics and bouncing things off. Laura Bottomley, and uh, yeah, obviously I, I I sort of edited it in terms of pulling it together. Um, Laura proofed it as well. Actually, I must I must say that. And you know, we did it all ourselves, and we all have lives it's a bit easy it was a bit easier for me because my job at the library is to do this right as amongst other stuff so i was able to have the time to chase around so that was good um but all of those aspects that go towards making a book to making a book out of nothing we did it all ourselves the only thing we didn't do was physically print it and we were going to at one stage but then we found uh, a place called mixam which actually sally suggested which is very affordable for us and i kind of went to my brilliant boss catherine berry and said is there any money anywhere <laughs> and she managed to find you know not not it wasn't a lot of money I, i'm not going to say how much it was but it was not you know a couple of days worth of work mm. money um and off we did i mean and we got it before christmas which is really important to you because i think everybody wanted it before christmas and it's well, beautiful I I, I, I do. I'm very proud of this. I'm, you, you should know, be. You all should be. Uh, I hope everybody is, yeah. Yeah. Um, you sent me a copy of the book. I can't wait to – I really can't wait to read it genuinely because I feel like this could be your calling card. This is your business card. This is like you saying – there's an opportunity that you know because there's the 19 members of, of your 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 group have, have added to this their own their own poets and, and little bits and inserts um here's what we can do here's what we're capable of and you can be too right absolutely 100 percent. and like i say this is the beginning of it right um as as we mentioned earlier this it's now we're learning we need to sell it but also as you say a calling card you know there's there's some competitions or um um, publishers or whatnot, they won't accept work unless you've had something published already. Well, that's this. That's this. That's that's one reason to do it. I mean, the main reason is because the the writing, the talent was so good that we we had to get it out somehow. And you know, I don't believe that there's 
any need to wait for permission to do good things. I, I think, and this proves, um, and the lab proves, we've got it in ourselves. We've got the energy and the belief and the, and the, and the, and the talent. So let's do it. You know, why, why, who are we waiting for? We don't have to ask for permission from a publisher or an agent, something like that. We've got this stuff. Okay, who can design it? Right, we'll do that. Who can do cover art? Okay, we'll do that. When do we need, when do we need it by? We need it by then. Right. That was there were times when I was tearing my hair out, of course. That's why I'm laughing, because there was emails from Joe who was like who's trying to herd cats going, We need this by Christmas. It was <laughs> a little bit because it, you know, if you let deadlines slip, you miss Christmas. I mean that's what that's what happens. That's why you're the ringleader. <laughs> experience for everybody, including me, because you know, um, but now now we've got this. This is the this is the beginning. This is the beginning. It's a brilliant book. Um and you know it, it, you know, you can dip in and out of it as a reader, as you please. You know, and um, it's, it's so diverse in the in the content and approach. But it's 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 both a sort of avatar for us, and also, you know, just maybe the first little indication that something is happening in the Shrewsbury Library Writers Lab. So you know, get involved and get on it. One of my catchphrases on the Shrewsbury Biscuit over the last four years has been "as something in the water." And that, that's not a political stance on what is actually in the water, by the way, folks, because that, that would be completely wrong. What I'm saying is Shrewsbury is so lucky to have such a creative backdrop. There's so many amazing creatives in Shrewsbury. Uh, and I'm not surprised you managed to put this amazing book together because of what I've learned over the last few years. Um, and I'm, I'm proud. And this is this is great. Um, guys, like it's called what uh, where we are. Sorry, where we are. And. And you can buy it from Raven Bookshop at um, at the market for ten pounds. Please go and buy it. It looks amazing. Sounds amazing. I can't wait to read it. Um, Joe, uh, well, what I'll what I'll finally finalize this with: How can people join the Writers Lab? I know you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but let's reiterate: Where, if people want to join the Writers Lab and be part of projects like this, or be part of a collective that are as helpful as they can be when it comes to writing, how do they do that? Okay, just contact Shrewsbury Library. So you can come in, you can leave your details at the desk. I'm not there every day, so you know somebody will take them and pass them on. Or you can email shrewsbury.library at shropshire.gov.uk. Um, we're at Shrewsbury Library at Shrews, Shrews Library UK on Twitter and Facebook. Um, we're also YouTube Shropshire Libraries. Um, you know, phone up, just, just get in touch. And... Yeah you know come down you don't need to come to every session you do we had we have people who come for half an hour and then have to go and do something else yeah well, that's cool you know come down come down when you can um we the main thing is we're always there every two weeks so you know you, you it, it, it's not school you don't have any homework and you won't need to do any reports or, or deep analysis of literature or something like that it's not it's not that kind of thing come down meet some cool people and you know basically just 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 give yourself permission give yourself permission to explore your writing ideas and you know it, it, it's it's all about ideas so come come down we've got sometimes we even have chocolate <laughs> oh. <laughs> i've just started the keto diet keto diet way of life the keto wow. way of life not okay. and Last night at Alex McCarthy's thing, I sat on the back bench, the back the back table, and they put the cake in front of us. They were like, there's cake at the back. And I was kind of like, yeah, right here. There's cake right here. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
hilarious. And you're there with your sausages and bacon, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, do you know what? It's it works for for us, and uh, he's yeah, back yeah. into it. It's no problem. Um, are, are you guys working on anything at the moment that you want to tell listeners about before we get out of here, Rachel? Are you working on a book or a thing that you want to tell people about? Um. Working on a few things <laughs> because I, I think it's sort of um, pays to diversify and try different things. So I'm working on a, a script, which is a comedy. Um, and uh, the heart of it, when they always say, what's it actually about rather than the plot? The heart of it is about community and the importance of community and how it might be being broken up. Um, and I've also got another thing that I've a couple of things that I've that are update of classics, which I've um, but my own take on comedies again and then I'm doing my blog which by contrast is about things like the classics um and also you were saying about cartoons not that I'm working on a few things I also had an idea which bizarrely popped into my head um for a comic book but god knows what I'm going to do with that because I've got no idea which is ridiculous because I'm in Shrewsbury which is the center of all these things so I should know but um so you could say a few things <laughs> wonderful uh Joe have you got anything you want to plug um no well i've uh, yeah i've got to go and buy my books there's loads of them online go and go and buy them please <laughs> um i'm about to sign a contract to for a book uh quiz book and that's an exclusive actually so the shrewd biscuit about to sign a contract for a quiz book that'll be coming out in in the autumn um cool. there'll be another, at least one other book from me probably in 2023 and I'm working on fiction, and I'm working on a football book as well, and um, yeah, some music with some people, and yeah, it always like yeah. it seems like loads going on. I always feel lazy, but maybe I'm just not. No, I, mean, I don't know. I feel very fortunate to be able to pursue these things. Actually, so, think- yeah. That's a writer's thing, though. You always feel, as we were saying earlier, you always feel like the amount of writers you speak to, that's why it's good to have a group to talk to, to support you, who feel that they're not doing enough. When actually, if you talk to another person, like I spoke to another one of the writers the other day, they went, well, you're doing loads, but you don't you don't feel somehow that you are, which is ridiculous, which is why it's good to have support and people to talk to. Joe's book, Would You Rather, is very entertaining. We played it at Christmas. It helps with those family occasions. <laughs> <laughs> and I look forward to a quiz, Joe. I love a quiz. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's I feel like there's... There's like a huge opportunity here, I feel like, with the Writers Lab and the Shrewsbury Biscuit as a collab. I just, oh, it's very dangerous for me to have ideas. But like, you know, bring like Joe or a representative from the Writers Lab to introduce a new writer. Do you know what I mean? Every now and again, just bring in someone to be like, okay, this is this is someone from the writer's lab. They're about to release this thing. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Introductory. Talk about the idea. Just sell the book. I mean, sure. yeah. That's a good idea. Talk about all sorts of stuff. If you want to do a, 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 if you want to do some kind of event live broadcast, we we can talk about that. If you want to do something around where we are, book, it's only you know, like I say, ideas just chuck them at us, and if the, if we can make them happen, we'll do it. Absolutely, that's what uh, that's where dreams come from. Uh, fantastic, you guys have been absolutely wonderful guests. We put this together just last night and yesterday, so thank you so much for coming on short notice. A huge shout out to Tracy Morgan as well. Um, I've never met. I haven't met her yet, so we're going to meet up for a coffee, I think, and and discuss. I, I definitely think there's potential here um, because I love speaking to authors. I love getting inside that big brain of theirs and taking a walk around. Um, this has been really, really wonderful. So thank you so much for joining me, um, listeners. Thank you so much for for tuning in. And guys, by the way, I'm going to play the outro. Stick around because I'll say goodbye to you properly. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we go? Actually, I should probably do that. 
Think you should come along to the lab with your writing. I was going to say. Come to the lab. Come to the lab. Come to the lab and and thank you. And you know, don't don't be uh, afraid of just coming along. And if it's not for you, you don't have to come again. You know, and you don't have to sign a contract. You don't have to sell sell to the devil. You know. Yeah. It sounds great, and I, it's on a Tuesday, which I normally work. But I've got—I just stumbled across. I didn't, or I didn't sort of uh, put my toil into my. Uh, so I, I work every bank holiday, so I work on a Monday, and I haven't put that in my diary in work. So they're like, "You've got like three weeks to take off between now and March, Alex." <laughs> so I might be able to come soon. So that sounds really cool. Oh, great! Look forward to it. <laughs> right okay thank you guys for listening give us a like give it a share uh, if you've got any comments drop them in and uh, thank you for, for, for tuning in we'll catch you guys next time peace out peace out